Welcome back to another episode of Theona's Fit Pod, where I feed you the fuel for your fitness journey. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Today on the podcast, we have James Matthews, a personal trainer all the way from London, and we're talking about how to stay committed on your fitness journey, tips for beginners, and the mindset you need to really achieve the results that you want. I hope you guys enjoy this one. Today, we're going to talk about mindset, and we're going to talk about what holds people back from achieving their health and fitness goals. From what I've experienced people often go through this whole yo-yo thing where they're really good for a period of time and then they fall back off and they're in that constant flip-flop. So what do you think is the culprit of that? Why do people keep falling off the wagon? Why is it so hard to stay on that fitness journey for the general population? I think a lot of people, and this is not wrong, it's kind of what's pushed out there, is it has to be quick. And if it's not quick, it doesn't really matter. Right, yeah. And I get it. I've gone through a 12-week transformation myself. um, But you need to be in the right position. And if you're not in the right position to do that, it's just going to end bad. In the easiest way of putting it, it's not going to end well. Specifically. Sorry, say that again? The right position to do what? So, of course, we speak about health. Um, or I speak about health quite a lot. A lot of courses that I go on is about health. And it's being in the right position in terms of your mindset because quick transformation is very, very, It's it can be mentally draining. Do you think that exists, a quick transformation, though? Or I think is it case it by does. case? I think it does exist. You know, I think there's definitely something there that people can do things very, very quick. I always say... If you're doing a short-term goal, always have the long-term thought process in mind. What a lot of people do is they have a short-term goal, but don't think bigger. They just literally complete 12 weeks and then they're like, oh, okay, well, where do I go from here? Um, I've got everything planned now from 12 weeks, but I don't know where my, my next step is. I always say to all my clients, the most important, if you're coming on and you want to do a 12-week transformation, my the, again, I'm just picking on 12 weeks. It could be 16 weeks. It could be anything that's quick. But my the most important process is what are you going to do on the back end? So how am I exiting you out of this position that we've put you in to get to the goal that you wanted in those 12 weeks? And then we we're going to move forward from there. Now, does that mean that you potentially put on a little bit more weight again? Yes. You know, it depends how far we've gone. Um, and in terms of mindset, it's draining. Like you're going to get to the back end of something. You might be a little bit lower calorie. You might be exercising a little bit more. Again, it's all points or parts of moving forward. And that can be really, really tiring on a lot of people. So you have to be mentally prepared for it. You have to have the right people around you. I think a lot of people when they start the journey is they come into it with people who are not necessarily going to be supportive of them. And that's hard because although we feel even, even our closest people, and this is hard for some people to hit, even our closest people sometimes don't want us to succeed. And when they see us succeed, 
they're just like um they subconsciously go into it yeah yeah it doesn't mean that they're meaning to they're just subconsciously going oh yeah but you can have that slice of pizza you don't have to be so strict yeah and it's kind of like and then you fall into it and you're like oh well i had that and now one slice pizza is not going to cause any problems it's when that one slice of pizza turns into two into three into four then you demolish the whole pizza and then we've got a problem yep. sort of thing and then one day turns into two turns into three and it's the accumulative effect of everything but it's that people if we change our mindset behind that short-term goals are fine but that long-term process has to be in place you have to know what you're doing next and execute on that that's the hardest part and i think knowing that you might put on a little bit more weight that's healthy it's not a bad thing you know the body doesn't always want to be super lean or whatever it is it sometimes just wants to be a higher body fat percentage not extremely high it's that kind of middle grounding a lot of people don't speak about that middle ground it's either you're overweight or you're really lean yep how about just sitting in the middle it's fine and you can have a life you can go out with your friends you can go out with a partner whilst also achieving really good body shape really good health and a really good lifestyle yeah i think that's a really good point and i think it's good also to anticipate not feeling motivated motivated and anticipating those times where you might have a slice of pizza or just because it will happen, but reminding yourself to expect those micro failures and to remember that long-term goal and to push through it. Because yeah. you're not going to feel motivated through the entire... I don't feel motivated all the time. But when you force yourself to have that self-control and the dedication, when even when you don't feel motivated, it's like, I, I don't have a choice. I don't feel motivated right now, but we're doing this. <laughs> we're working yeah. at... We're good. Like, it doesn't matter. I always say, you know, the days that you don't want to train are the days that they're the ones that count. Absolutely. You know, it's the day when you're like, I don't want to do it. I'm tired. I'm this. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're tired, you haven't slept for like three days or haven't slept properly for three days. Do you want to go in and hit a really hard session? Possibly not. Right. And it might physiologically might not be the right thing to do as well, because it could then set things off. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good um, one. What's the fine line between knowing when you're feeling not motivated or you're seriously overtrained and need to rest? How do you decipher between the two? Even I have trouble deciphering sometimes. Uh, I think you can, you'll never really ever know, in all honesty. I think because they both work together. You know, when you're really tired and you're really like, you're also going to be like, I don't want to train sort of thing and i think it's so hard to go well which one's which um i always say to my clients if you if we get two or three sets into your first couple of exercises and you are really just like Ugh, can't be asked sort of thing that's possibly you're tired you possibly haven't maybe your tr- nutrition's been all over the place you maybe you've had more stress throughout the week or day we need to back you off sort of thing and I think, well, because we all know the impacts of training and how it can improve your mindset, it makes us feel good, the endorphin rush, all of that, I normally find if it's more mindset, people come in and like one, two, three sets in, they're like, actually, blood's flowing, I feel pretty yep. decent. 
where if you're tired, you're still just like, yeah, I can't be asked. And I think that's important to kind of know yourself instead of going, I'm just going to keep on overriding it. I'm going to keep on riding it. I'm going to keep on riding it. And then you're just setting yourself up to the point where you, you just can't do anymore. Again, we could go through metrics as well. So stuff like health markers. So taking HRV, you know, HRV, I'm guessing no HRV, but, um, for listeners, HRV is simply the beats in between beats. So we could take something like that. I use, and my, I get my clients to use a, an, app, an app called HRV for training, um, which is really good. It's just simply, it's on your phone. Um, I think you need a certain phone. So don't, if you've got like one of those Nokia, old Nokia phones, it's not gonna work, can't get it. If you've got a good smartphone, it's gonna work. Um, and all you do is you just stick your finger on the camera and it takes um, your heart rate and it will take, and then it will ask you a little questionnaire and it will give you your HRV. So if we've got someone who's got a really low HRV, that will show there's a high level of stress response going on. Where someone who's sitting up more around the 80s, give or take five to 10, one like down or up, would show they're in quite a good position. So if we can measure that, we've now got a metric that we can take to go, okay, you're being, okay, you're too stressed. Something's going on, let's back you off. Oh, okay, you're actually in a good position though. Let's push, let's kind of give things. And that again, mindset, you might come in, you're like HRV and everything like that's on point, but you're just like, can't be bothered. And then one, two, three sets in, you're perfectly fine. We know that's gonna be a more a mindset thing. Um, so I use metrics with a lot of my clients. Um, it's something I learned off of a company called Muscle Nerds. Um, it's an educational company. I'm currently doing their program design course and they're like super, super, super knowledgeable. That's great. I love that, the metric base, because you really don't know. And I think metrics can give you a much better um, accuracy on, on yeah. test over training. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Again, we also have to take clients into, and um, sure. you have to take yourself into um, consideration. If it's something that you're not going to do, don't do it, <laughs> in all honesty. Um, not all my clients use it, I'll be honest, just purely because they, they either forget it or their, their, their jobs are just so high demand. It's, it's just another thing to add on to a list of things that they've already got going on. Sometimes they'll use it for a certain period of time and then they'll stop using it and then they'll get back on it. It's all dependent on their lifestyles. And I think, again, for the listeners is if you start using it and then miss out for a few weeks, don't get downhearted about it. It's not the end of the world. Um, I also get a lot of my clients to do check-ins um, and they'll answer questions like one out of 10 on the check-in. So how's your mood? Okay, 10, I thought awesome, it's brilliant. One, I'm really like, oh, can't, can't be asked. Um, stress response or like stress, as at home stress, work stress, one to 10, sleep, one to 10, sleep quality, one to 10, all these things. And that gives me, and they send that through every week, and that gives me more input to kind of go, here's your metrics, here's what's going on, and that allows me to do it. So for the listeners, they could just simply write down on a piece of paper or an Excel spreadsheet and ask themselves a bunch of different questions. Like if they want to ask me what questions that I ask my clients, just message me and I'll I'll let them know sort of thing. Because it's quite an extensive thing. Um, but you just literally rate yourself one out of 10. And then you can start to look 
what's going on okay is it work is it sleep is it you know uh, i can't think of the only, any others but there's a bunch of different things that you can start to look at and then you've just got loads of different things you can pull from so yeah yeah absolutely um so when people i want a lot of the people that i work with are just getting into their fitness journey mm. and what do you think there's so much information out there there's nutrition how to train all million and ten things to do when you're first starting where do you think your focus should be and what do you think the most important step is when you're first starting your fitness journey so this is really this is a really good question because the way i look at it is just get started stop procrastinating yeah that's a good answer Right. We love to be in our minds. Yeah, it's the first thing. I, I, you know, I could, you know, we could both sit here and talk nutrition and training for for hours on end. But if you don't get started, doesn't matter. Right. And I think a lot of us sit in our mind and we're and we're we're scared. It's a it's a scarcity thing. Is if I put everything into this and I don't succeed. I'm going to look stupid. Yep. And it's the first thing that's in our mind. I've done it for years on end, you know, is I sat there and kind of go, if I start and I fail, I'm going to look silly. And that's coming from me as a coach. You know, I, I know what to do in a gym. I've done research. I've done all of these things, I've, you know, and I still sat there and kind of went, mm, if I start and I fail, I'm going to look silly it's going to look like I don't know what I'm doing. Everything. Just start. Yeah. Just just get going. If that means you just simply go out for a walk, you started. You you, you know, if that means you just change one meal at a time, you started. You know, and it's the smallest thing. I always say to all my clients, the biggest thing that you ever did, and it's the the thing that shows me that you want it. Even if at the time they don't realize and they've just kind of come in to see me and they wanted to kind of see what it's all about, took it up, is you've shown me that you need help and you want help just purely by coming through the doors. You've taken the biggest step. Yeah, that's a big step for a lot of people. I think also self-awareness. I think everybody's different. Some (laughs) people can do change everything quickly. They can have rapid lifestyle changes and other people need to take it slower and you need to know yourself if you are the type of person that needs to take things step by step and slowly change do it that way if you think you can just flip a switch and completely change your lifestyle do that but you have to be aware because you don't want to set yourself up to fail oh definitely i think yeah awareness self-awareness is huge for so many people is don't be like your friend might be able to overhaul the whole process, but you might not, like you said. And that's not a problem. That, that That's you. That's taking you as an individual into account sort of thing. And that's so important because I see so many people just try and flip the switch and then four weeks later, they're like, I can't keep up with this. Find what's going to be sustainable. And again, we can talk sustainable versus non-sustainable and all those things. But it's choose what's going to work for you 
but just make sure even if you're taking the slower approach because i do i've noticed this with a few people is they take the slower approach but because they know it's a slower approach or a more sustainable approach they allow themselves a bit too much freedom mm. and it's like you've still got to immerse yourself in it you've still got to put the work in even if it's one meal at a time and you're keeping the other two meals the same or whatever you're doing immerse yourself in it still try and still try as hard as you can to do it right just because we're looking at a longer time frame now because we know so someone who's going to overhaul the whole the whole process their whole nutrition and overhaul their whole lifestyle or whatever they're going to get pretty quick results to be fair um just realize that they they will they will um someone who's going to take a little bit of a slower approach might take a little bit longer as long as you're aware of that it's fine because you're not going to get downhearted you're just going okay with the approach i'm taking is just a little bit longer it's going to be a little bit slower and i'm not going to see the improvements that say someone who overhauls everything just don't give yourself so much freedom where you're like because it's a longer approach i'm going to do this 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 and this and it's kind of i've noticed that with a lot of people is they just don't immerse themselves in it as quick when you have to and that's not say you got to overhaul the whole process it's just going i've still got to focus and still got to nail this down because i always say take it step by step so you change one meal get that really good it doesn't have to be perfection it's never going to be perfection get really good get down to a point where you're being consistent with it so you've now created that habit move to the next meal do the same thing move to the next meal do the same thing and then add things in and get really consistent and adhere to them on a regular basis and then keep on moving forward from there and you'll just start to notice okay it's starting to happen i'm starting to drop body fat i feel my health improving i have more energy throughout the day i'm sleeping better i'm stressing less my digestion's better all of these things start to fall into place but if you don't fully give everything to the process you're just going to keep on going around and around and around in a circle and you're just going to get annoyed and then you give up on it and then you're going to restart it and it's just that whole kind of back and forth and it's just yeah. like and so sometimes it's just a commitment thing because like we said it's scared we're scared you know every single one of us is scared of failure or something yeah scared of failure and i think a lot of it is like you said you're scared of other people's opinion i think it's really important to play the game with yourself because most of the time why people get discouraged or they don't want to start something it's because they're thinking about well what is she going to think if i fail or what if i look stupid in the gym or you know whatever the case is or they're embarrassed to tell somebody they're on a trying some crazy different way of eating so i think a lot of it is people are very their actions are heavily predicated on other people's opinions oh totally agree totally agree it's it's crazy how much and I, I would say it's partly because of social media and trying to be accepted nowadays it's it's a massive thing i'm not one of these people that bashes social media i think it's great in, in yeah. all honesty i think it's it's helped a lot of people but also at the same time because of course we sit you possibly again over in america it's the same everyone's bashing social media yeah. social media is like the new thing to attack because they're like it's causing this and it's causing this and they're bad things don't get me wrong but also at the same day it, at the same time i mean it's 
it's great because you have so much available information. Now, again, there's a problem within that because so many people can start spouting off. Everybody's a coach. Yeah, everyone's a coach. Um, and that, that's cool, but it's, you know, I, I guess in the at the end of it, the people who really know what they're doing, they'll come good. You know, and it's just, it's like what we said, it's, you're just kind of winning your way through and you're going to end up having someone who gives you the wrong information. It's just, unfortunately, happens, you know. When I first started out in the industry, some of the stuff I said... <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I constantly oh. am learning things. Like, why did I say that? And it's just... <laughs> and you sit there and you're like, I can't believe I ever said that to someone. So anyone who's on here who potentially trained with me when I was like first in the industry, I am very sorry. Because, oh. yeah, I thought I knew what I was doing until I started learning. And then I was like, oh my, okay. It's a little bit it's, different. It's with that with everything, though. I mean, even in the medical community. There's things they say, you know, years ago, this is good, that's bad, this gives you high cholesterol, this, you know, it's constantly changing. Even the highest, most educated people, they were wrong at some point. Oh, definitely. Uh, and things are always constantly changing. So I think it's just all about always keeping your mind open and to, re to receive new information, new studies, because things do change. There's no end all be all. Well, there's a yeah. few that will never change, but for the most part, things are always changing. So I think the best teacher is the best student, the one that's oh. always trying to learn more. Yeah, I think, you know, even for, for the listeners is just keep on learning. And th there will be points where you'll feel a bit like a paralysis via analysis sort of thing done it myself as a coach i was like listening to everyone and i was like who's right because yeah. i have no clue um but just find the people that you trust and relate to that's the biggest thing that you can do just find the ones that you feel comfortable learning from instead of feeling stupid so yep. to say because I some people will do that i think self-experimentation is good too like you have to figure out what works for you mm-hmm because no matter how good something is, if you're not able to implement it, it's useless. Yeah. Oh, hell. So, yeah. Um, so let's move into some topics on mindset. Mm -hmm. So I know you, you talk a ton about mindset. So I want you to kind of go into your perspective on creating um the mindset for maintaining health and fitness yeah so of course we've already spoke about some of it just in terms of kind of knowing that yes you can have a short-term goal but a long-term process i think that's one of the biggest ones because then you know how to do that side of things but just believe in yourself believe oh. that you can do it mm -hmm. a lot of people come into it and i was the same um I spent like a whole year with my head in Tony Robbins. I watched, <laughs> I watched I Am Not Your Guru about 12 times in a week because a lot of, again, I won't go through it too heavily, but a lot of my teenage life was kind of like low levels of confidence, like not confident at all. 
um, low levels of self-worth. And what was happening was I would start a journey and then subconsciously I would be telling myself, you're not good enough, you're not worthy enough, you're not this, you're not that, you don't deserve it. And then, yeah. Yeah. and then I'd flip right back again and I'd stop the journey and then again three months later I would restart and it was this constant back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's kind of sitting there and going, you are worth it. Now, you have to then go away and prove it to yourself. Self-affirmations and doing all this positive talk to yourself means nothing if you don't go away and prove it to yourself. Yeah. Right. Set standards for yourself. Set high standards. You know, one of the biggest things that I think people do and you need them. But at the same time, it's the worst thing to do. And that is literally setting your goals small. Yeah. I, I'm one of these people. I say reach for the reach for the stars. Reach. Go big. Like, because you're always chasing something then. You're always after something and you know it's a process and love the process. It's great fun. You're going to learn so much about yourself through this journey of improving your health, improving your body shape, improving your life. You're going to realize that you can do things that you never, ever, ever thought you could do. And if we set such a short term goal, it's done. As soon as you do it, you're just kind of sat there just going, well, what's next? And, and then you're sat there in this kind of limbo state. I say to all my clients, go big. Like, think super big. You know, if we were to look at the smart principles of uh, goal setting, so specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time frame, when it comes to realistic, I'm like, uh-uh, no, no, no. Go, go, go. Yeah, I don't think anybody that's like one – the Olympics or has been like an amazing athlete. They're never like, I'll be good with second place. No, they're crazy. They are like, I need to be number one or. (laughs) Or, Yeah. Or it's nothing. I'd rather not even pick up the silver medal sort of thing. Yeah. Anybody that is a huge competitor, they are going for number one. They're going and more. (laughs) Yeah. I want two of them now. I want three of them. I want to hold world records. Go big, you know, and does it mean you might never reach it? Yeah, possibly. It could be you never reach it. But guess what? You live every single day going, I put the work in and I tried my hardest to get there every single day. And that means a lot. That's a lot of, um, okay, it's a little bit of pressure. But if you also, because I'm, again, when I say set realistic, not set realistic, go big, go reach for the stars. That's when I look at the attainable side of things and go, you've got to then set your daily, weekly, monthly, however long it is, yearly goals. Yep. Or otherwise you will lose track because you will just stand there and go, I am never, ever getting there. Yeah. And then you lose, you lose, um, you lose, well, you lose confidence in yourself. You yeah. lose that kind of push. But if you realize that, oh, actually I hit that. So, okay, I'm going to use the step in that, but, I hit my 10,000 steps. Oh, that's a win. I hit three meals in a day. Oh, that's a win. Oh, I went to the gym three times in a week. Oh, good. I've dropped, you know, two kilos in the month. I'm just using off the top of my head. Two kilos in a month. Bam. It's all moving you towards the goal. Instead of going, I've got to drop 20 kilos 
and I've got to do it by here. And if that's all you ever focus on, you're just going to get downhearted because there's going to be times we know weight loss or whatever it is, is not linear. It doesn't go down all the time. It goes down, it goes up, you maintain, you go down, you go up, it goes in spirals. It's never just this linear process. And if you go, well, hit this, hit this, hit this, hit this, and give yourself one pat on back, you start to realize you can do it and you can move forward and you can make the changes. Just hold yourself to that high standard um, and don't let those standards drop. People will laugh at you for having high standards. For some reason, I don't know why, you know, but when I speak, like I've got vision boards, I do all that stuff. I'm into law of attraction. I'm into all that crazy stuff. But when people, people laugh at me. Crazy, I, that makes me happy. Because mm. I feel like normal people do normal things. I don't want to be normal. I don't so if somebody's insane, my goals are insane, I'm like, okay, that means my goals are good. Because if everybody had these goals, then they wouldn't be great. Exactly. I want to be the person who's outside the box. I've always been an outside-the-box person. I've never fitted inside the box. I'm just like, no, nah, I'm better off over here. Don't get me wrong, for many years, because I thought it was the thing, I thought I was weird, why would I think like these things? I tried to be in the box. And I didn't like it. And then as I kind of got more confident, again, it's going, going, as I got more confident, I was like, actually, no. I'm going to dream my big dreams and I'm going to work my tushy off, basically, to hit those big dreams. And I don't care if people laugh at me. I don't care if people are going to turn around and go, you're crazy, mate. No, these are my goals. Now, if you don't want to be part of that journey... Go sit over there and watch from the sidelines because you go. When I'm here, I'm not gonna laugh. I'm just gonna go. Look, you can come and do it as well. All you need to do is think big. Um, so I think in terms of mindset from that side of thing, think big, go big, but just realize also set your small attainable goals because you will lose. You will sometimes just feel it's so far away. And if you don't realize that you're you are succeeding and you are winning, you'll stop. Because I've done it. I've set really big goals and gone, yeah, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. And that's all I ever focused on. And then I was like, I'm not hitting anything. Then I realized actually, no, you've actually got you're a lot further in this process than you actually think. Um, and it, it took me a little while to realize that. I think and I think a lot of people do the same. So think big, go big. And I also think, you know, everyone's into this self-love thing now. You have to self-love yourself. And I'm just like, yeah, you have to love yourself. To start the journey, you need to love yourself. But realize self-love is a harsh kick up the, up the bum, right? And self-love is a part of you love yourself enough to hold yourself to, a, to the highest standards possible to be the best version of you. And that means you've got to put the work in. Yep. Self-respect. Respect yeah. your body enough to take care of it. Exactly. You know, it's... And I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, I can't believe you said that because this whole self-love thing is now you have to be nice to yourself and yeah, it doesn't matter and all of that. But self-love is... Yes, you love yourself, but you love yourself enough to actually do the work and become the best version of you. Mm. Yeah, because I think that everyone is so much more capable than what we think. We can always, always do more. Um, do you? How much do you think fitness has helped you with your confidence? 
Like, oh. do you feel like it's translated to all aspects of your life as far as becoming healthier and pushing yourself physically? Do you feel like that's helped you become men- more mentally uh, strong with other aspects of your life? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Of course, like, I would say, because, of course, going back to the magazine, we're in the building stages. So we're in the development stages. We're in the kind of pushing it out there stages. And that is, as possibly know, so hard because it doesn't just happen overnight. And if you then relate that back to your health and fitness journey, it's the same thing. So you know that it's going to take a time. It's going to take time. Yes, okay, you can achieve things very sh- in a short period of time, but to get to where you want to get to, sometimes it's going to take a long time. And that's helped me massively with the magazine because I've kind of gone, okay, it's only right now in the hands of my clients who pay me on a one-to-one session. So they don't actually pay for the magazine, but they're all loving the information. So as long as that's cool, because I use that part of their educational process through the journey with me, is, you know, it's going to be a long, hard slog, but I know it will get there because I've done it with my fitness journey. I can do it with this. So it's helped me massively. Yeah, you can apply the same framework to all aspects of life. What I've learned um, for myself is I find it for fitness, I'm very, very patient. Mm. I have understood that it takes time. But sometimes with other aspects of my life, for example, business, starting a business, I wanted it to all happen immediately. And I had to take, take a second and look at myself and I'm like, Fiona, you are telling everybody to be patient in fitness. You're giving them your spiel. Why aren't you applying this to other aspects of your life? You know, because it, it was, I wasn't comfortable with it. Fitness, I've been doing it for a while. So I have that comfortability and being patient in that specific um, arena. But when it comes to other aspects of my life, I have to learn how to apply that same framework. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's one of the people. Like some people might be really patient in business, but in fitness, they may not be patient. So, you know, I I think that's a great way. I always say, and this is not my saying at all. um, It's a guy called Andy Frisella, quite big over in America. He runs First Form, a supplement company. And I heard it from him first, but it was be aggressively patient. So know the process and you're going to have to be patient and it's not just going to happen overnight, but also at the same time, be aggressive to go after your goals, to hit your goals, to get towards your goals. Um, I've had to implement that because I'm the same as you. I'm Even my fitness goals back in the day, it was, I was impatient. I was like, it has to happen yesterday. <laughs> and a lot of people come into me and are the same. James, it had to happen yesterday. It has to happen now tomorrow. If it's not tomorrow, I'm going to be annoyed. And it's kind of going, it's not going to happen like that. You know, you've possibly heard the saying of, you don't gain fat within a day. You gain fat over two, three, four, five years. It doesn't just, it's an accumulative thing that happens over time. And all of a sudden you wake up the next day and then you go, oh my God, I'm overweight. But that's three years later. And it's all the things that have been happening. Now, of course, it can be shorter, but it's the thing that keeps on building and building. It doesn't just happen in a day. Same thing with business, same thing with fitness, is realize that if you're now trying to drop body fat, it's not just going to come off in a week. 
you, you can run all the fad diets in the world. I can tell you this much. Majority of it is not body fat. A lot of it is water loss. Yep. 100%. Right, and, you know, if you then go so low calorie it's, and so low carb and so low protein and so low fat, it's possibly a lot of muscle tissue at the same time because your body's going to go metabolically active. We're not bringing in enough food. If you're really active and you're demanding more energy from me, which I haven't got available, why not break you down to turn you into glucose, which it can do? And then you get really skinny and then you go back because you're like, I have no energy. Your body's craving energy because it wants to do important processes. And then you pile the weight back on plus more and you're like, oh my God, what have I done? And you do this cycle of going again back and forth back and forth back and forth and never ever get into where you want to get to yeah i like to change the discussion more to like fat loss versus weight loss if you want to lose weight don't eat for 30 days and you'll lose weight but i think it's more important to really rewire your body and really change your body composition your your fat to um your muscle mass i say to all my clients if you're walking down the street, unless someone's really rude, which you might get, unless someone's really rude, no one's ever going to walk up to you and go, how much do you weigh? They're not going to do it. Your friend's not going to walk up to you in your office and go, how much do you weigh? They're going to go, oh, you're looking really good. It has no relevance to do with your weight. Yeah. I mean, and it doesn't even matter. A hun- like I weigh 150 pounds. 150 pounds can look very different on different people. How tall you are, what your how much fat you have, it doesn't matter. I I stopped looking at how much I weigh mm-hmm. a very long time ago because it's just it just messes with your mind and it doesn't. Uh, I weigh myself. I personally do. I do it on a day day by day basis purely because. I want to see the fluctuations from what I'm eating and what's working, what's not working. Um, you know, and I have to be clear with my clients is, and, you know, anyone that's listening is realize if you go low carb, you might drop a bunch of water weight. Then we put, and some of that might be fat mass as well, but we put carbs back in, all of a sudden your weight goes up yep. a couple of hundred grams. And you, everyone loses their mind. And it's like, no, no, no. All you've done is you've taken, you know, carbs are like a um, sponge. They'll take water and drag it into a cell, which we call intracellular water. So all of a sudden, now what you're doing is all you've done is taken water into a cell and you gain a little bit more weight because of increased water within the cell. So if we understand that, we can now go, well, so many things play into the fact of what's going on. And then you can start looking back as long as, again, you're tracking and keeping a record of things. Go back and go, ah, so I have more carbohydrates this day. That could then be the reason of this. Or let's say it's stress. Stress we know can actually increase water retention because stress hormones bind to the same hormone that increases water retention. Now, you had a really highly stressful day. The day before, you get on the scales. You're like, oh, my God, I've gone up. My food was brilliant. And they're like, they lose the plot. They're like, everything was so fine with my nutrition. I trained. I've done all these things. But I'm weighing more. Well, 
could just simply be water weight because you're in a really stressful day. It, it, it's if fat loss is, you know, it's tracking it over a period of time. Weight loss can just be a daily thing that just automatically comes in and down. It goes down, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up. If you look at it from a weekly process, and I'm not saying that everyone should do this because I, I think not, like you said, so many people shouldn't weigh themselves. If it messes with you mentally, maybe you yeah. shouldn't. If you can handle it, it can be a good metric. Yeah, I, I always say to my clients, I was like, if you can jump on the scale and go, if it's gone up, you just go, cool. And you look back throughout the days and you go, okay, it could be that. And then you just jump off of it with no problem. Cool, use it. It could be a thing, good thing for you. But if you jump off of it and you want to get a sledgehammer and smash it to pieces then don't use it yeah. or again. And then look at it vice versa. If you get so excited from your weight going down, you shouldn't be using it because yeah. it influences your emotions so big. Whether it goes down, whether it goes up, you're going to end up losing the plot. You know, you get really happy or you get really angry. No, it should just simply be, it's gone down, cool, jump off. Oh, it's gone up, cool, jump off. It's just another tool in a toolbox. Yeah. I love the analogy about the sponge. That It's a really good way mm-hmm. to understand how water can be so highly effective. And estrogen, too, especially for women. Yes. When your estrogen levels are high, you're going to be re- retaining a lot more water. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, for females, it's understanding their menstrual cycle, right? And yep. it's important to know those things. Um, again, for me, as being a male, I don't know. I, I wouldn't even want to know what females got. I, I do know in terms of like the fluctuations. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, glad I'm a male at times. That you just gained 10 pounds. <laughs> yeah. And you, again, it's, it's important. I would say from a scale weight thing, maybe... And this is not to say any way for females, but I'd say males maybe get, can get away with it a little bit easier just because we it's so linear. It can just come down and come down and come down. With females, we know time of month, go up and down, up and down. I say, to, and I've had to say it to my fiance, is um, it's something I've learned only really recently, is take your weight in week one and then compare it to your weight in week one the next month and do that for each week. Because then you can start to see the trend. Are you losing or are you gaining? Um, and I think that's a pretty cool tool. I've only learned it quite uh, only recently. And I think that's a really good way of doing things, actually. Yeah, no, that is that is very good. Because you can see what it is relatively to when you're on your menstrual cycle. Yeah. Um, so let's get into some more some fun topics. Um, what do you think the worst fitness fad has been? Worst and best. From training perspective or, or both? Yeah, or both. well, I, yeah, training or nutrition. I guess there's probably more nutrition fads. It's <laughs> oh, a really hard one because there's so many. <laughs> there's a ton. Um, I would say, again, from a training point of view, is aerobic work is the worst thing that you can ever do that that's a fad that's not true whatsoever meaning like you're saying like the push back on cardio yeah 
the, the kind of like, don't do cardio, it makes you fat, it makes you this, it makes you skinny. And no, it, no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> um, now, again, do should you take steps through the kind of thing? And this is something, again, I learned from muscle nerds quite heavily because we go into understanding the body at a deeper level. Um, so if you want it yourself to go and learn more of this, then they're the best people. I can just kind of talk about it from a very, very basic level, but it's aerobic work is not going to make fat. And one of the coaches there, um, the co-owner, uh, Zoe actually said, you know, our aerobic system is our life system. It's what we live in every single day, unless we're really stressed. Because then we're running the anaerobic system because we do it without oxygen. And we're running this process all the time. But our body, for us to burn body fat, we need oxygen available because we can't run the processes within the cells without having oxygen available. And just to clarify for the audience, so aerobic is meaning with oxygen, anaerobic yes. meaning without oxygen. Yeah. Sorry, I got all fancy. No, no, it's okay. I just want to make sure that nobody is getting lost with yeah. the term. So, yeah. And that doesn't mean you have to go for jogs. If you don't like jogging, don't go jogging. I hate jogging. I used to be a sprinter. So I was like, anything that is, I'm either going all or nothing with them sort of things. I'm either sprinting or I'm walking. You're not getting me in the middle. It's not yeah. happening. Done it once and it was the worst thing I ever did in my, in my life. It's horrible. I feel the same way. I tried to be a runner like long distance and I never enjoyed it. No, it's boring. Me personally, I find it boring. It's just love it. Some people get into deep meditation. Yeah. Do it. I think if it if it works for you and you love it, and you're again you're in the right position to do it. Right, of course. Go for it because it, if it's not going to destroy your joints, if it's not again by destroy again, I'm just going to the highest level here. But I mean, like, if it's not going to cause mechanical issues, yeah, on your body go for it if that's your thing and you like it and i always i also say if it's the thing that keeps you um mentally sane so to say and it keeps you calm and it's relaxed it's really relaxing for you go do it because it's a stress reliever it's going to put you in a better position but if you don't like it don't do it because a lot of people come into me and go is it gonna am i gonna have to run every day no it's fine you're not gonna have to run but you know, getting a good aerobic base, getting a good base of doing those things. Because again, I've worked with a lot of city workers, highly demanding jobs, very stressful jobs, um, a lot of pressure put in, put onto them. And a lot of their day is just stress, 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 stress. And then they go home, don't sleep properly. Another stress. They're not eating properly. So they're putting stress on the digestive system. Just another stress. They've got their boss coming down on them. Stress. They drink 10 cups of coffee a day, stress response because of the stimulant. They then go and beast themselves in the gym, stress. It's just this constant stress. Some of them, again, if they have higher levels of body fat, they're not confident in themselves. They don't feel good enough. Stress because psychological stress. They all run the same pathways when it comes to the stress response. So if you can get someone... You know, and again, this is where you go back to metrics, taking their blood pressure, taking their HRV, taking their resting heart rate and getting them into a good position with those. They're going to find the journey so much easier. That's not to say it's an easy journey, but they will find it 
easier because they feel good. They can make energy properly. They have a better digestive system. They're sleeping better. They can come in and actually train hard because they've done the groundwork and done the foundations to get them to move on to do the hard work. And I've had to learn that as a coach because, of course, as coaches, we kind of go beast mode, beast mode, beast mode. How about, again, not my saying, it's Muscle Nerds and uh, the owner called Luke Lehman, lease mode. Back off. Chill out. Do lease mode to beast mode. It is, it's awesome. It's a great thing. I Like I said, it's not my saying. It's I didn't come up with it. He come up with it. And muscle nerds. And you go through and you set It's basically like a house. You set the foundation and then you build and build and build and build and build. It's the same with your body. If you've kept on pushing your body for so many years in this stressful environment, no wonder you feel absolute, like you feel rubbish. Because your body can't function in that position very well. It will do it, but it's not going to do it very well. Set the foundation, get your body into the right position. Again, you'll get loads of benefits from it. And then gradually push up. The cool thing is about that is it can, if you do it really well and you really immerse yourself in it and really give your all, you will get the effects quite quick. You'll get the benefits really, really quickly. And then you can just maintain them and push them and then push your work right up. When you get into a stressful position, you can go back to it and you can kind of flip from the two. Um, so I'd say that's possibly one of the biggest fads from a training point of view. And as you yeah. know, from a nutrition point of view, there's thousands. <laughs> Too many. Um, the, the biggest ones are the fad diets. You know, take this pill and you're going to lose weight. Yeah, what is it? The HCG? H? Do you guys have that there? It's like HCG hormone diet. It's like this pregnancy hormone. I've heard about this. People take. It's like you. It's a 500 calorie diet mm-hmm. per day, and then you basically take this like major appetite suppressant. Yeah. Um, and it's like I don't even know how that would sound <laughs> like a good idea to anyone. Uh. No, of course, we have things, stuff like, I guess you do have them over there, Herbalife. Yes, 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 yes. So, like, again, nothing to bash Herbalife, but it's, it's a shake diet that's, like, 800 calories. Yep, yeah. Like, no, like, will you drop a lot of weight? Yes. And you will might... you destroy your metabolism? Yeah, exactly. And then you go back to normal lifestyle, and you go back to eating properly like eating food again and you put it all back on again and then go back back and forth back and forth back and forth and it's yeah it's it's not a good way of doing things or like we and possibly the same over there is fat burners yeah Yeah. fat burners are gonna cause you to drop body fat No. no 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 if you don't do the normal principles of put yourself into a calorie deficit control and manage your lifestyle um train make sure you're doing the right training modalities and stuff like that then it's not going to really do that much for you it goes back to the same old saying of you can't out train a bad diet guess what you can't out pill a bad diet neither so it's not going to do much yeah what i say and i know nobody really wants to hear this but honestly i genuinely feel like 
if somebody's telling you it's going to be a quick fix or to take some pill or some detox tea or they found some magic secret, they're, they're lying. It doesn't exist. There's no magic pill. There's no magic secret. It's very simple. You need to eat well. You need to exercise. You need to be consistent. You need to rest. The equation is very simple. Everybody's looking for the magic secret. It doesn't exist. It takes time and patience. Uh, exactly. It, it's, you know, all of us want to go so far right and then so far left. It's no. It's, the, the actual equation sits right in the middle. Um, and now, don't get me wrong, sometimes you will push a little bit more to the right if you want to have a quicker transformation. You'll push a little bit more to the right. That's fine, knowing that you're going to come back to the middle and put things back into the right position. Mm-hmm. Um, is you know, to tell you what, is you'll possibly lose more body fat by running away from the people who are selling you those things instead of actually buying them. You know, and yeah, if there, if someone comes to you saying, or like, try use this pill, use this shake, this shake is going to run. Even if you don't want to run, walk very, very fast. Yeah. And stop looking for them. Just stop Yeah, just don't, don't even bother going to them. It's not, I feel like in the long term, it actually sets you back more than just doing it the, the hard way. The, and nobody wants to hear the word hard, but it is hard. Good things are hard. Good things take time. Mm-hmm. Anything good is hard. Yeah, you've got, you've got to put the work in. You can't not put the work in. And, you know, it's, that's definitely one of the biggest things. It's not just going to happen. You've got, to, you've got to do the work. And, and that's why when right, we were speaking a minute ago is it's a bit like starting your own business or even being or working for someone. You've got to do the work if you want the promotion. You've got to do the work if you want to build the business. Same with your fitness lifestyle or your fitness goals is you've got to do the work. It's not just going to happen. Yeah. And it's it's it happens in all industries. Like even with social media and business, when you go on um, the internet, there's tons of people that are telling you, I'll show you how to become a millionaire in 12 weeks. Do my 12-week mastermind and I'll show you how to become a millionaire. Nobody becomes a millionaire in 12 weeks. Doesn't it? Don't get me wrong. Wish it did. But, but, to be fair, actually, even now I've just said I wish I did, I actually don't think I would. No, I think it's the process that gives you the... It's the process. I I always say to to all my clients, it's the fun part of going into the gym, and it's like we were speaking about um, a minute ago, is the fun part of the gym is, yes, you're going to have a physical change. It's brilliant. Yes, you're going to feel physically healthier. Brilliant. But you are going to learn so much about yourself and who you are as a person. Right? And, you know, if I go back to my journey, if I go back to any of my clients' journeys, they all turn around and go, I can't believe that I allowed myself to get to that person because the person I am now is so much stronger. It's so much better. And I just have that confidence in myself that no one will ever knock me down. But yeah. And I love the physical transformations or let's say it's the gym. You don't know, you don't have a clue what you're doing in the gym. 
how good is it? Like for me, one of my clients the other day literally turned around to me and was like, oh, James, I want to stop my online training with you, but not because of you haven't done the job. She's been with me for two years. I know what I'm doing now. As a coach, that's everything. That's why I've done the, that's why I've made the magazine. That's why I've made the community is to teach you how to do things properly. Right. Nutritionally, training, lifestyle management, all of those things. I'm not a lifestyle coach, but understanding stress management, sleep, the, all the effects that it has on the body, having a hobby, journaling, uh, visualization, all of these things. But it's that part where you can turn around, or to, even if it's not to a coach, you turn around to yourself and you go, I know what I'm doing. That's so empowering. You literally walk into the gym with this whole new lease of confidence and go, I know what I'm doing now. And that is so cool. Yeah. It's the best thing ever. Absolutely. Well, is there anything you would like to leave the audience off with? Any piece of golden information or something you've learned or interesting that you'd like to end the podcast with? A couple of things. So I would say make sure you focus on your health. You know, your health matters. That's the kind of slogan for the magazine. Your health matters. It's, it's everything, you know, your health, your body shape, your life. Take it back. You know, if you've fallen, I'm going to say fallen out with it and maybe you got into a position that you're not happy with, take it back because you can. You can put the work in. You can do everything that you need to do to take it back. It's your body, your health, your life. You're in control of it. Don't let anyone else and don't let any other circumstances or anything control it. You've got the control. Take it. Um, and then just whatever me and Theron have said, go take action. Don't sit on it. Don't procrastinate. Don't do all of that. It's like what we said. The first thing you can do is step foot in the gym. Or if it's not, you have taken the first step in the gym. Take the first step with your nutrition. Take the first step outside and go and, you know, it's one foot in front of the other and just go and do the work. It's that simple. That is, you know, there's not much more else. There's not much else to it. We could talk all biochem and training and all of that, but it's no good if you don't take action. It's no good if you don't adhere and be consistent with it. So I'd say that. Just take just action. Start. Yeah, just start. Just go and do it. You know, and it's a learning process. At start, you will feel a bit like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. It's fine. Being there, we've both been there. We get it. So just take action and, you know, realize it's hard work. It's not going to be this quick, easy thing. But that's the fun of it. It's the process. Love the process. And like you said, find a community. Like in your magazine, there's communities. On social media, there's communities. There might be a community at your gym. It helps having people around you that are doing the same thing, that are pushing you because, and, and that are better than you. Anytime, even in a sport, if you play with somebody that's better than you, you get better. So surround yourself with people that are better and will push you. It's a bit like the saying of, you know, you're the, you're the, or the way you think or the, or the equivalent of the five people that you hang around with. Yes. Do the same thing with your fitness community is, and like I said, and realize that might not be people that are very close to you. Of course, yeah. You might have to find a new community for your yeah. fitness. Unfortunately, and that doesn't mean you go and kick them out of your life completely, right? Don't 
if you're happy in a relationship, but they're just not that supportive, don't go and dump them sort of thing. But it's just realize that, and, and sometimes realize that actually you might be the reason that they're not very supportive. I had to learn that. I kept on saying so many times that I was going to do it and do it and do it and do it and do it. And I never did, or I did, and then fell off the wagon and went kind of crazy and all that stuff. And then sometimes, and I know a lot of people say this, is that you should, you know, um, tell the world what you're about to do because then people will help you. Doesn't work for everyone. I kept it myself. I just said, I'm going to start. I'm going to keep myself silent. I'm not going to tell anyone that I'm doing it. And I'm going to let the results speak for themselves. Yeah. I say show, don't tell. Just show. Yeah. Do. Just, just go and do the work. And they will, sooner or later, it might be a week, it might be two weeks, three weeks, a year, whatever it is, they will start to support you because they'll realize that you're going to do it with or without them. All right. And, you know, just find a community that is going to be there with you and support you because it, it helps so, so much. If it's, you know, with Fiona or if it's from a magazine or whatever it is, or if it's with someone else, you know, I'm not just going to promote myself. If it's with someone else, someone that you relate to and happy to be with, Go get their help. Go find a community. If you can't pay for personal training, cool. Even if you just get like a fitness instructor who sees you per month and just helps you with your program, gives you a little bit of advice on nutrition, find someone that's going to help you. And don't be scared to go up and ask. Just go up and ask. Ask, Google, YouTube. There's plenty of things that you – if you want something bad enough, you will find a way to get it. I genuinely believe like I'm a personal trainer – and obviously that's what I do, but I genuinely believe you don't need one to succeed. Having a yeah. good coach absolutely helps you, but if you want something bad enough, you'll figure it out. Oh, exactly. All day long, you know, it's um, just be aware that there's a lot of stuff out there. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that's not great information, but that's cool. You know, we've all got to learn. I've taken information I'll be happy to say there's some of the information I've taken and put into place Thought it was amazing at the point and I just realized like oh actually that's not how the body works actually and I've got to change my my way of thinking that's not to say it doesn't have its place like I was big on the um, insulin hypothesis of fat loss so insulin's the thing Um, and for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what insulin is it's just simply a hormone that is secreted from pancreas to basically um, signal to the cells to allow glucose into the cell, okay, or blood sugar into a cell. So it lowers blood sugar levels. Um, in a re- that was actually a lot longer than I thought that I was going to say when I said it. Um, so that's what it does. And I thought that was the main root cause of fat loss. Now, does it still have its place? Yes, but I now know that it's not the number one thing that drives fat loss calorie deficit is but that doesn't mean that it doesn't have its place somewhere in there because it does um so yeah i've i know i've possibly answered your question in a really long way again no that's okay it's good because your your um your tangents in a good way i didn't want to have that as a negative word but your tangents yeah, no, no, no. lead to really good pieces of information um and in an, and I'd like to, it's giving me all types of ideas of going, like this podcast was very ma- macro, so 
perhaps at another time we can go more micro on specific things that we can touch on with fat loss, just very specific um, controversial topics that we could expand on because you're very knowledgeable. Yeah, I'm up for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, James, and looking forward to possibly another podcast in the future. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm up for it, so you just let me know when you want to, and I'll, I'll do it. Okay. and um, I hope everyone got a lot out of this as well, and sorry for my tangents, but I hope they helped. Oh, no, they're, they're very helpful, and I will put all of James's information in the show notes, and um, he's heavy on LinkedIn. I'll put his ma- magazine up there and all the other places that you can find him. Thank you.